Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Hallelujah. Um, you know, we, we, one of the things that we are talking about is, um, you know, we've been looking at different things over a while. Um, and God has been faithful to us, you know, as we are also looking at it in terms of, in terms of um, false teaching, false prophet, error, and things like that. I think it's something that we've been, we've been looking at. Someone asked me during the week, someone said to me that um, they didn't feel that this virus is, is, is an issue. Um, and that it is an attack on the church or the body of Christ. The Christians will not be coming to church as they were they had to before, as they would before. And I said, well, to me, it's 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 really an opportunity to really redefine a lot of things. Um, it is an opportunity for the church to to really understand. There's nothing wrong with what they said. It's just that. The answer is just understanding what the church is there for, from the viewpoint of scriptures. Um, so we would, we would, we would. One of the things that we'll be looking at is, is like I said, um, scripture mindfulness. I don't know how best I was thinking about how best to kind of put this. So that you can, you we will be able to kind of get it. But I believe, by the help of God, we would be able to get it going forward. Ephesians chapter four, you know, the Bible says for Ephesians chapter four, from verse eleven to fourteen, the Bible says, "Now these are the gifts of Christ gave to the church: the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Their responsibility." Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue. So that means it's not a one of these. This will continue till we all come to such unity of faith. Please, unity here is not... Is not um, Somebody was talking to me about it and I said, please, you need to understand that. You need to understand the scriptural meaning when the Bible talks about unity. At the Tower of Babel, they were united. That was unity, and God caused this unity. So you can be united. If you are united on the wrong thing, then you are better disunited. Oh, sorry, is that, is that English? Yeah, sorry. It's not English. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. So, so, so the Bible says that until they come to the unity of it, um, verse 14 says, then we will no longer be immature like children. We will not be tossed through and fro by every wind of new teaching. And that is what we are try, trying to look at. The job of the part of the church, those that God has placed to minister in the church, is to equip the saints. And when they are equipped, they will not be falling for all kinds of teachings going on. Now, I would just point out to you that there are different, so what you, you should, you should know what to expect. And you would see why as a church, we've done different things that we're doing like with that the time we did the prophetic one, and this also along those lines. But, you know, we, the, the aim is to achieve. Now, I'll give you an example. John chapter five, verse 14. The Bible says later Jesus found him. Now this was a man that Jesus healed. The Bible says that he was thrown out. The Bible says that later Jesus found him and said to him, it said, it said, and said to him, see, 
you are well again. So that means he had healed him. He now said, stop sinning. Now, when I gather everybody, when we gather all together, when we gather all together, I will do, there are two roles, so to say. I will do prayer meetings. We do somebody sick or somebody has one kind of issues in their life. And we pray. And that prayer is answered. We have, we have only delivered them. We have not equipped. So you see that Jesus said, the stop sinning is equipping him. So you can have, <laughs> there was a day when I was meditating on something and I felt that God was, God, for you know, God also spoke about each other sometimes. That God would say, you know, I have, I have, I have washed every one of you. You're clean. Every one of us by his blood. He knows that if people are not equipped, they'll just go out and go and get another debt and come back in. It's as simple as that. It's, 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 it's not, it's not. So, we can, you can do a praise service. Everybody gets delivered, things like that. You have not equipped them. So you see that when Jesus was doing his things, he told them you are made, you, he said that you are well again, healing. But these are the things that you are doing. Please notice that when Jesus was prescribing, he did not prescribe only Bible passages to it. He was talking about how to live your life. So what I'm trying to say to us is that, that we will understand part of what the role of the church is. The role of the church is not only to pray for, but to ensure they are equipped to be able to deal with issues in life. And one of the major roles that the Bible prescribes for, for equipping the saints is the scriptures. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 16, chapter, sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, says, all scriptures are inspired by God. They are useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. I used to tell people that. If you are, if there is not been in a month or two months that you have ever read the Bible and you have found out what is wrong in your life. I'm not saying the Ogwai that is chasing you. I'm saying the things that you think is right. And you are reading the Bible, you are saying, who did this to me? Like they used to say. And you begin, then you have not read scriptures. So he says, it is not only there to say, oh, you are good. It's also there to point out what is wrong with you. The CRS song will say, be buried in mortal, or worship. He also told some people, he also told some people, so basically, you, are, you tell me the way I am. The Bible says, and it corrects us when we are wrong. It teaches us to do what is right. So one of the things that the scripture does is that the scripture is there to equip, to be, and so when we do teaching series, when we do, we are, what we are trying to do is to equip, and I will show you one of the reasons why it is important. Where, where sound doctrine is, is, it has to be the pinnacle of a church. Because, and I would, I need to say this also, but when we begin to talk about false teaching, at times, I'll get to some places, some things, share some things with you, some things I, I, I was, honestly, I had to take some things out. Because I was a bit concerned that people may not get what I'm saying. I go and look up to it and <laughs> yes, I try to say because it's not it's not as um, but God will help us. We'll get there in Jesus' name. So now 
there are false teachings going on. Now, it is not every false teacher that knows his false, what he's teaching is false. Second Timothy, and this is the most concerning part. Second Timothy chapter, um, chapter um, three. It says, yes, every one of you who wants to live a godly life will suffer persecution. But evil people, imposters, will flourish. They will deceive others and would and will themselves they are, they are deceived. So they are not only deceiving people, they they to themselves. So <laughs> I'm trying not to speak because um, I know that everyone over there. I don't have a spirit, but uh, the Bible is a king of Rome. But you get what I'm trying to say. It's not. My dad would say that if you, if you, if um, if a child impregnates a woman or whatever it is. That, uh, or you have a girlfriend. My dad will say, Ah, <laughs> Lima Baja Commander. That we cannot be, you know, we cannot be giving food to a dog. And out of the food that we're giving the dog, the dog is giving. God help us in Jesus' name. So, sorry, sorry. So he says, they themselves will be deceived. And that's why I underline that part, because that is very critical. That because somebody is passionate and honest does not mean that they have a clue what they're talking about. And please, we will get there. We will, we will get to, so the Bible says that it must remain faithful. So you must remain faithful to the things which you have taught you, for they are for they are true, and for you know for you can trust them what you taught you. Now, before we begin to go into because as I the aim is to try to equip you. Of course, I've said it's a continuous thing to equip you so that you can begin to sense when you perceive false teaching. Now, when you are listening to false teaching, please, can I tell you one thing? When false teaching is going on in a place, that doesn't mean the Spirit of God will not be with you. When heresy, see, heresy is not, it's not, it won't be totally bad. It will just be one line out of it. But that one line, and determine whether you go to heaven or hell. Does this make sense? Now, so before we get there, I just want to start off from the normal thing we normally say. And this, this has been an issue within the body of Christ. Or when? How many of us have had this scripture before? Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 to, uh, 1 to 2. Then. Please notice this is a whole chapter just speaking it out so that you can see that this is the same chapter that we read. Jesus said, do not judge or you will be judged. For in the same way you, you, you judge others, you will be judged. With the measure you use, you will also be used of. They now went on and talked about removing the plaque on your, on your eyes and things like that. Now, when you go to verse 5, you would see some, you know, verse 5, verse 5 said, you hypocrite. So, the problem Jesus was talking about was not pointing out what is wrong. He was saying that you pretending that when you know you have an issue, you know, you can take somebody that, you can actually tell somebody that we are one go, you know, this thing that you are doing, I try struggling with it, you better not, don't let us end our life this way. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Why do I say that Jesus is not interpreting scriptures the way we call it, don't judge. Why? Because in verse 6, that same chapter, in verse 6, Jesus said, you do not give what is sacred to dogs. 
So that means he's making a judgment. He's telling you, don't just give truth to people. Check where they stand before you start teaching them stuff. He said, do, you do not show what is, um, it's not a perils to the, pig, uh, to the pigs, do not to, um, if, you, if, if you do, they will trample on it under their feet and turn and tear it and tear you into pieces. Because you've, you've not judged right, that's what he's saying. So you've given what you are supposed not to give to them, you're giving to them. But what we use, say, ah, you know, the Bible says don't judge, so that you will not be judged. That's the only verse people did. They don't read all that he said. Now, why, why is it important that I, I, I'm, I'm starting from there? Because by the time you read that same chapter, down to verse 15, Jesus began to say, watch for false prophets. Why? See, if you have ended in verse 1 and 2, thou shalt not judge, then everybody is okay. But we promote, see, there are so many things that the devil has cleverly put us in a very religious place that we feel, ah. Now, please, can I say something here? I am not only talking about a person which could be. You could fall under, you could be carrying false teaching without you necessarily knowing. Because that is what you know. And that is why you would see when Jesus would talk about false teachers and false, he would never talk about, do you feel that that spirit is right? He, he would never say it. Because you can be functioning in the gift of God and still be teaching heresy. It doesn't, that is not the yardstick. One of, you complement it with the word of God. If you are not careful of how you process, and please, I'm not talking about show me scripture. That's not, that is, that is basic. But when the scriptures become part of your life, you will begin to see that. See, what, where I want us to be is that, see, just like I said something that was bad English. And I could see all those that was born in this country, first of all, they just look like they was What is that? Now, that is the way, and we'll get there, that is the way you should get to as a Christian. That somebody may be speaking fluently, and they will speak a wrong which you go, excuse me, can you speak? <laughs> you get on time and say that at times you will get stuck. You know, at times, I used to, it used to happen to me. I, there are books I can read. Some books that come from our country. Very spiritual, powerful book. I will read them. Anna struggles to read them. Because some of them, their English is, you know, <laughs> rather than reading. You know, the first thing you believe is, ah, what is this person? I know most people who are probably raised here were also strong with kind of things like that. You know, you you build up. There's some there's some preachers I believe a Western person will not listen to. Not because they are not good, but because the English is just you know it's just it's not it's not hard enough. So what what has happened is that that person has trained their ears to begin to pick things up. Please, I am not talking judge. I'm not talking about having a judgmental spirit. That's not what we're talking about here. So Jesus said to them, he said, watch out for false prophets. He said, they will come in sheep clothing, but inwardly wolves. Please notice that he did not say they will come in shepherd clothing. So that means false teaching does not only end on the boat. He said they will be part of the sheep. Now, he now said, by their fruits you will recognize that. And I share this in that so and I want to just quickly put this point out to us. Is that there are two types of the fruits of the fruits that we talk about. 
One is eating Galatians. Kindness, that, 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 this kind of stuff, like gentleness, those are fruits. But when you go to Hebrews, um, sorry, just, just go to um, uh, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20. The Bible says that, the Bible says, from the fruits of their mouth, a, a person, from the fruits of the mouth, the person's stomach is filled. The Bible also says that we bring our sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips. So when Jesus said, by their fruits you will know them, he's not only talking about the fruit of character, but the fruit of the lips, what they are teaching. Somebody can be good and still be teaching heresy. Now, why is this important? See, Paul was talking about it when you go to Acts chapter 20, from verse 29. He says, I know that false teachers like virtuous wolves will come in among you and after I leave, they will not spare the flock. He said, even some men even from my own group will rise up and they will begin to dig stuff. Please notice that he didn't say that they would, they would tell lies. They will begin to manipulate the truth. What is the truth that he's talking about? The word of God. Now, this is what Paul was talking about some set of Now, this is why I was saying that we are not talking about her being judgmental here. That's not what we're talking about. So, when you look at Acts chapter, or a, 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 a bad spirit that, you know, Acts chapter 17, the Bible says, it says, and the people of Babel were, were more open minded than those in Thessalonica. They listened in Galilee. So it's not that they were not listening. They listened in Galilee. They, they searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul, if what Paul and Silas were saying, these men were authorities. They were not, they were not, they were not trying to disregard them. So I'm not talking about here, you, you know, throwing that scripture saying, no, what are they saying? What do they mean? No, that's what the Bible says. They were open-minded. But as they were receiving what they were saying, their mind was trying to find out how does this really stand in, the scripture, in, in, in scriptures. The Bible says to us in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24, it says, remember. Now, why is it important? Because, see, if we are not careful, some of some some people's mistake will be obvious that you're on the wrong path. Some people will not be. That's why the Bible says, remember, the sins of some people are obvious, leading them to certain judgment, because you can quickly judge them. He said, but there are others whose sin will not be revealed until later. Ah, you know. You, that person is clearly walking in force and saying, no, I know how God speaks to me. I just prayed for somebody and it happened. I just did this and it happened. You know, God, God, God showed me this revelation. And you know that they are walking in falsehood. Please, I know that this is where the challenge is. Again, it's because we have, we are, we are, we are checking what is said by only spiritual followers is what we call. No, it has to match. That's why you hardly see, whenever Paul is talking about false prophets and things like that, Paul will never talk about the fact that he can speak in tongues or he can see. He will never. Because that is not the basis. That is not the test ground. Ephesians 
So we have a lot of scriptures today. He says, so be careful. Now, we are getting into we are getting into some aspects that you do not see that falsehood comes in. He says, Ephesians 5, says, so be careful how you live. Do not live like fools, but those who are wise. Make the most opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly. Please follow me with this. Don't act thoughtlessly. But understand what the Lord wants you to do. He now said, do not be drunk with wine, but instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. Singing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs among yourself. Making music to the Lord in your hearts. So what he's saying is that you need to be thoughtful. Even with the worship songs you listen to. So we're going to zero in on false teaching that comes through our worship songs. So that's why I said, see, I can't see the devil has put our eyes on an area that we say, ah, no, that, I see that, I see that, um, I see that, um, uh, what's it called? That prophet, ah, that prophet is bad. And you put your mind, give it to a worship leader. And you serving them falsehood. Everybody, I said now that what is falsehood? The first thing that most people think about is prophet. And they've forgotten that the Bible says that he that speak, let him speak as an oracle of God. So people are dishing out different kinds of doctrines. This concern was very heavy in the because recently there has been some top worship leaders that have abandoned the faith. heavy heating churches. In fact, there are some mega pastors, mega church pastors that have just left the faith altogether. Now, there is a guy called John Hopper. Cooper. He has a group called Skelet. Skelet is a Christian um, a Christian group, they've been nominated for Grammy. So this is not your regular uh, small worship leader. It got to a point, he was talking on um, CNBC, he put up a Facebook post, then did an interview, because people were like, what's going on? Now this is his Facebook post, I'm not speaking out a bit of it, because it's a very long Facebook post. He says, I would even read from um, my conclusion, sorry, to take about two slides of the, the lecture. He says, my conclusion for the church, all Christians, we must stop making worship leaders and thought leaders, influencers, or cool people relevant, or, 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 sorry, or relevant people most influential in the Christian world. Yes, that includes people like me. I have been saying for 20 years, and it seemed probably quite judgmental of some of my peers, that we are, we are in a dangerous place where the church look, is looking to a 20-year-old worship leader as a source of truth. We are now, we now have a church culture that learns who God is from a singer who of modern praise songs rather than the teachings of the word of God. He said, I have not been rude to my worship leader friends 
who many will agree with me in saying that singers and musicians are good at communicating emotions and feelings. We create a moment and a vehicle for God to speak. However, singers are not the best people to write the Bible, write solid Bible truths and doctrines. Some are too young, too ignorant of the scripture, unaware un or, or too unconcerned about the purity of scriptures and holiness, uh, and holiness of God, holiness of God we sing. What is he talking about? Even there is a conversation now that some people say, okay, maybe the way forward now is that there are some songs that are not, that should be Christian songs, but not worship songs. But that is rubbish. Because those who are hearing it cannot differentiate. And see, we know that we have even when to bring up all our ideas from the throne, my Jesus. So let me look at it and we'll pack that. <laughs> See, there are you need to understand that false doctrine, even some of them have no claim. It just sounds that name, that composition, I was just as I was singing, this please just coming and I was just writing those songs. There was there was a particular song hymn. I was, I was reading to Hannah. I just tell you, sir, just listen to this, what do you think? He so said, so what are you reading? It is too gross that I cannot display it in church. Later, they were trying to describe why they were, what they were talking about. But it's a savior describing sex. That's what he said. See, we are getting to a time where every new Christian song out there is about love. See, difference between a lot of difference. One thing I don't do, for those who are from Nigeria, you know, Shango, Oya, and things like that. They all have distinct characters. But most of the time, when you bring all those characters together, it's actually good. And take it one of the terms. So they emphasize on anger. One emphasize on love. One emphasize, do you get what I'm saying? So that is what happens when you now present a gospel of one side of God. One percent of that gospel of another side of God. You are not presenting him. That's why the Bible calls Jesus the fullness of God. Because he has the complete. You saw him when the same person that told the children to come is the same one that caused the tree. Why? He was displaying the full capture of who God is. Now, please don't be annoyed, don't be offended. Let me put disclaimer out there. What a beautiful name it is. And what a beautiful name. There have been scriptural debates, questions around the doctrinal truth of what was said. I appreciate the fact that he put out a statement defending each line of that song by scripture. So what I'm trying to say is that the, the way you sing songs is actually because you are ministering to people. So if I ask you that thing that you sang, verse 2, please explain to me from scriptures. I just feel like it. It just sounds good. That should not be sung in church. 
I appreciate his defense. Because he was saying here, he says, um, he says, I am, he says, I am an hardened believer in necessity for souls to be saved in churches to be firmly founded in scriptures. So we are not just singing. Now the question is that if you have no biblical rooting, there's nothing that you are you 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 have somebody. Sorry, please, this is not fire event. But if you ask somebody who's, who's a worship leader, when last did you read the Bible? God spoke to me yesterday. What kind of that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though he's, and, and like I said, I appreciate what he has said, but I also understand the queries in, what, in, in the songs. Like the verse 2 that goes to say, you did not want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. What that depicts, what you're teaching, is that God is insufficient when he says. And it is all about you. It is not about him. That's not the that's not the gospel. That is now in his explanation, when he was explaining, he said, while God is all-sufficient, all-powerful, all-knowing, the creation, God of all creation, in eternity, he is also good to those who love, whose, whose love surpass, sorry, he's also God, who, who, who love surpass all knowledge, Ephesians 3.19. Now, we wanted to describe the love of God. Who, who though in need of nothing, loved the world so much that he chose to send his son? That is right. But does that, does that, is that the same thing as what he wrote there? Now, if people did not challenge this, I'm not saying those things you do. <laughs> I'm just saying the things. Now, the challenge we have is that the only challenge, when you see people challenging false teaching in our world, they go and see the prophets. What are what, see, see what they are, see what they are saying. This is falsehood. I'm not saying that is not right. But there is open gates of falsehood rushing through easily. That nobody's saying, excuse me, what did you say in that song? Sorry, just checking my time. Andrew Fletcher said something. He's, um, he was a politician in the 18th century in, in um, Scotland. He said, let me make the song of a nation. I don't care who writes his laws. Because when I can allow, get true song, I can change the direction of the generation. That's why some people, I, and I get that, you know, those who understand these things are saying, okay, maybe we should have a demarcation between Christian songs and worship songs. But the question is, who, the person listening to it on Premier Review, as far as they are concerned, they are listening to, to, to Christian songs. <coughs> Sorry. So it doesn't mean that these songs are not, like you see, that's why I, I try to show his own side of the story, that they put well thoughts into the songs. But I can guarantee you, there are so many people out there who have lovely albums who cannot string a scripture together for any line in that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
know, I know that goes to this, but I don't know people when when we started starting this series of false first first prophet, first did you go? Ah. Some people have brought up things to say that ah, how we are going to deal with this people. We're going to tell them. They should get their they should get their hearts together. I was I had some time ago, I just made a video just recently, some time ago, someone sent me or sent us something. Um, that was going to be taught in the church. And when I saw that, I said, what is this? The first slide. Told her, I said, how is this going to be taught in the church? I was nothing, if you read it, if you, this is what I'm trying to say, if you are not someone that picks things, I said, I said, Google it. You followed the link. Buddha. They would have thought it. Because it's talking about the, how the spirit moves. But it's Buddha. Just copy things on internet. Copy, paste. Ah, yeah. people say, hey, we will start a tap clap. God is saying, ah, oh my God. They would have did a service of Buddhism. God, see, these things are it's so rampant that you know at times, see, at times you just sit down and just look, you know. Yeah, sometimes I put God spoke in that place, God moved, you just keep quiet. Because that's not racism. Let's look at a couple, of, a couple more. Sorry, just for the right time, just a couple. First um, John chapter one, verse one to three, said, "Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if they come from God." For there are many false prophets in the world. This is how you will know if they have the Spirit of God. If someone claims to be a prophet, acknowledge that Jesus Christ came in real body. Please notice what he's saying. Jesus Christ as the Son of God came in real body. That person is of the Spirit of God. But if somebody claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, that person is not of God. Such a person has the spirit of the Antichrist. Now, if you didn't say that person is the Antichrist, they are under the influence of that spirit. What is the spirit of Antichrist? Anything that says that does not assert the personality of Jesus. There was a Christian web, a Christian church website um, that I, I went to. I just kind of just deleted because I didn't want people to kind of you know go a proper church, well structured organization. When you read their beliefs, they talk about we believe in God, we believe in um, we believe in the Bible, we follow the Bible, we believe in death, we believe in resurrection of Jesus, we believe in this. Good. Until they begin to say that we believe in healing as it was done by the uh, prophet of Galilee. Then you know, mm, red flag was there. <laughs> then when you now begin to, when, when I spent about 10 minutes on that website, you, you begin to discover that their terminology of Jesus was a man empowered by the Holy Spirit. That's not Jesus. So the, you can have a setting to talk to you about everything. But also, we need to be careful not to be promoting such things like that. 
A general thing I'm going to say to you, I'm going to just put it there. They said, anybody that does not acknowledge the person that Jesus Christ came in human flesh, that means the Son of God came in human flesh, and everything about him, that includes his death. Quran chapter 4, verse 1557 says, so I can't see that, sorry. It says, and for their saying, indeed, we have killed the Messiah, Jesus, the Son of Mary, the Messiah, the Messenger of Allah. And they did not kill him, nor did they crucify him. But another man resembled, resembled him to them, for indeed, um, for, for indeed those who, who who differ over who, sorry, who differ over it in are uh, uh, in doubt and they have no knowledge except following assumption that they killed him. Chronicles chapter five verse 68 will tell you that those who those who follow the Torah and the gospel, he said they are they are right. So what we see that the Bible is correct, but. At the same breath, denouncing the death of Christ. Everything you agree with everything in your Bible, except what matters most as a Christian. Why am I bringing this up here? Is because God help us in Jesus' name. See, there are so many open gates. That is to say, you must wait just leave the prophet. Let them, they are even helping you to, to see the ones that you can't, you, you know, you, because the gate is open. Some people write them on the floor. Ah, God of mercy. God help us. See, the concern I'm having. Is that Paul said some sins will not be obvious until the end. Hallelujah. Yeah. Sorry, I was part of. And this is why I wanted to see. We are not talking about is it the Spirit of God moving, the Spirit of God not moving. I was part of. A, you know, actually, I know I, I went to this, I did this um, online. Prophetic training kind of stuff, activation. So, you know, we said, okay, you can prophesy, and they did a bit of teaching and things like that. So, they sent us into personal rooms when I passed out on Zoom and things like that. So, I met this woman from um, Indonesia. So, they tell us to kind of ask God what's God saying about that person and things like that. So, I told her this is what God, I think God is saying about you after that. And it was 100% accurate. When she spoke to me, it was 100% accurate what she said about me. You know what I'm doing? We're just trying to tell people, teach people how to prophesy and things like that. But at the beginning, they were saying, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter. The Bible says that, the Bible says that if anyone prophesies, but anyone who prophesies threatens other and encourages them and comforts them. So many books have been written on this. To say that prophecy entails this alone. That teaching is wrong. I can name so many books that including the place that I did and please understand the context by which this was written. He was writing to the Corinthian church. If you go to verse 1, you will see that he was talking about love. Why? Because they were competing with one another. That's what was happening. That's how Paul was saying that, see, I can speak in tongues, not all of you. So it was about competition. Then Paul said, see, any one of you that is prophesying, you should be strengthening one another. You should not be, you should not be speaking against one another. It doesn't mean that when you have a negative prophecy about someone, you cannot tell her. 
Or when God is warning about somebody, you can only say, we only say good things. Because what was taught was that if, if you pray to God about somebody and God gives you two apples, a good apple and a bad apple, so what you do is that you take that bad apple, you, you throw it in the bin. You ask God about the good apple. So what the prophecies are is about is about encouraging. I know that there's another extreme of those who only see death. <laughs> and that's why you cannot afford to move to all extremes. And there are some who say, you know, God is love, you this prophet is only to comfort, is only to strengthen. Now, please go back, let's go back to that uh, previous verse. He says, strengthens other. Please, another thing we need to understand is what does the Bible talk about strengthening? When people say that love, what does the Bible talk about? What the Bible clearly defines what love is. It says, love will not cover wrong. Love will tell you where you're wrong. But that is not Nollywood definition of love. And it is not the definition of love that we use. All these songs that we sing, Jesus, you love me, oh, you over, overshadow me with your love. In your mind, you are not seeing a God that would tell you, excuse me, you are wrong. Because your definition, that is why people are concerned about the trend at which worship songs are going. In fact, there was a guy that sang a song, and by the time a, a, a worship song, by the time they went through it, as in, you know, when there's an analysis done on it, it was 80% of, of it was a love song that was sung in 1980. But it's a, it's a powerful worship song. See, the Bible says, come on, please. The Bible says this, this one, um, Colossians chapter one. He says, and I, 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 he said, and this is what I'm trying to emphasize on how how you need to understand, interpret scriptures. Look for another version. Try to understand what the Bible is saying. Now he says to, he, he says, sorry, he, he is the one who we proclaim, admonishing. When I ask people admonishing, admonishing means like you are encouraging something. I mean, that's what, the, what comes to your mind. He says, he says, I'm teaching everyone with wisdom that we may present everyone fully matured in Christ. Now, let's go see NLT man. He says, we tell others about Christ. Warning. So the word admonishing that you read there actually meant warning people. But when you say admonishing, people go, you know, they're just, you know, he says, this is not admonishing. You're telling me off. So that is where study of scripture is important. When a part of scripture that you know or you are reading is contradicting something that you know about God, you need to close your Bible and or go and pray or think about it for a while, then come back and do it. Like there was a day I was speaking to one of my um, friends in America and I was saying, we were talking about something, I said, this is what, this is what, I, this is what I think is like. And we were like, the Bible cannot be contradicting one another. So we said, you know what, we'll leave it. We'll come back. Let us give ourselves a month. And by the time we are beginning to see the connection, the Bible doesn't contradict itself. So our time is spent. Um, so, Acts chapter twenty, he says, "I declare to I declare today that I have been faithful. If anyone suffers eternal death, it is not my fault." He said, "For I have not shrunk to declare all." Another person will tell you the full counsel of God. Why was he shouting? If you go to the next slide, he said, I know that that false teachers, they will come. So he said, see, I'm telling you now. And what I'm pointing at is that he said, he said so that you don't suffer eternal damnation. 
Augustine, which is um, one of the fathers of it, in, in what he said, if you believe what you like in the gospel and reject what you don't like, it is not the gospel you have believed, but yourself. What I'm sharing with us this morning is not, I'm not saying that is that somebody used by the Spirit of God or not. And I hope that you will get to that understanding that God might be using this person mightily. But if you are teaching me heresy, it is not God. A man called Paul White, for those who follow will know him well. Powerful man of God, anointed. I've gone to his programs before. He spoke last, late last year or early this year. I have not been preaching the whole gospel. Go and watch what he said. Because what he was saying that we have been presenting a style of gospel to people. Not the complete image of God. So he said, people are, don't worry. Gee, because he's very, God has given him massive grace of healing. So he said, but that is not the gospel. We see some, it was said, we see somebody be acting in sin. We go, we try to say, you know, you just need to, you need to be, try to be a better person. He said, you are going to appear before a righteous God and his rot. He said, we are not teaching that. He said, what we are teaching is not the gospel. It doesn't mean that people are not healed. It doesn't mean that uh, people don't feel good when they come to his programs. It doesn't mean that he's using demonic powers. He's not. But what happened was that nobody failed to go and consult the scriptures to understand the mind of God. What they've done is that they've chosen one part of the scripture they want to believe in and flush down the rest. God help us all in Jesus' name. It's important that please, when you come to church, try to be equipped. Please, all this isolation Christianity does not work. That is a danger in itself. I just shared what I do to you at times. When I read some things, I have, my, I have people around me that will say to me, uh, excuse me, sir, that's not scriptures. Like, Are you sure? I said, but I thought it was this. Said, no, 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 no. If, I said, so I said, if you, all you do is just carry your homework, you read, you pray, you have this like that, and there is no community that needs to, that can, um, that can help you in your journey. Let's go to the last scripture. Let's go to the last scriptures we have. It was. Now it says, be careful, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure your hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning away from the living God. You must warn, you must warn each other every day. Why it is still today? So that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. For we know, for, for, for if we are faithful to the head, trusting that God, God, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believe, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. But he said, how do you do it? Warning each other. So, if nobody can tell you you are wrong, if nobody can warn you and say, excuse me, sir, that um, word you said in the church when you were preaching, I think you should go and check it well. I've studied the scriptures. I think that theology is a bit wrong, sir. 
He goes, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm sure about what I'm talking about. I'm sure about what I'm talking about. That is what goes into deception, and that person finally becomes hardened. Hardened means that they did not start hard. It was a gradual process. And please, because you are getting answers, something is working for you, does not mean that theology cannot be questioned. Because all we are doing here is equipping one another. We would pray for one another, but we also need to be the equipment. See, lastly, can I just say that? See, there, there are some things. See, I've seen people who have seen reading a book. A Christian, a proper Christian, there's nothing wrong with it. But I know that it is for their disadvantage. In Christianity, as you grow as a child, there is also things that you grow also as a Christian. If I give a baby solid food, that's what Peter said, I cannot, that's some things I cannot give you. Why? Because you are still not growing. How do you know a Christian is growing? Not by what they are talking spiritually, character. If a Christian just gave their life to Christ today, and let's say you are teaching them is prosperity, they're going to steal. Because they, they, they don't know any other thing. That's all you know. If a, I was talking to somebody yesterday, I said, a, see, at times Christen, Christians are now using, because of the way people just receive word from there, receive word from there, there is nobody actually measuring what they hit. Not that, please, I'm not saying you have to be under somebody's control. But at least open your mind to somebody. Let somebody tell you that I don't think that you should be listening to that. Ah, but it is it is the word of God, yes. Because there are some Christians who are walking in faith to claim everything, and there is nothing in their dictionary called contentment. Because they now use the faith is now feeding greed. So what they use faith for is what satisfies the flesh. It's another school of faith. But you now see that those Christians, they become so flesh-centered. There is no contentment in, in, their, in their dictionary. I want it now. Faith is now. And yet, the Bible talks about contentment. What has happened is killed the vision of the goddess. And that is why it is important that when you have people who, who you can be accountable to, when they say, please, I, love, I know you love this book, I you have read it. Or maybe let's have some conversations before you read it. Because I have seen people who have read books. Hey. And they have, see, I was saying to myself, I have been a victim like that before. Where you read, you've got so much knowledge, and your spiritual life is going down. I don't know if that's ever happened to anybody. Able to me. The more knowledge you have, the less prayerful you are. You, 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 you now begin to reduce prayer time to become because you're working in faith. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. It's done. In Jesus' name. Ah. <laughs> because you are reading books. Whereas the man that you are reading his book spends hours in prayer. That's when you discover that your, your knowledge of Bible is going up, up and up. Yet your spiritual life is going down and down. Your character is getting worse. Because what, what the scripture that you are reading has only emboldened your character. So nobody can correct you again. Because that's why Jesus said the, the word, the letter kills, but the spirit will give life. It is still the same scriptures. So I'm not talking to you about something that has happened to somebody else. It's happened to me. That I know we did not. That is why it is important that you can, you can tell yourself the truth. That I know we did not say, hey, by your, hey, when was the last time you fasted? 
you are working in faith. If they faith, <laughs> I've been there before. And that is why I'm telling you, see, there are some teachers, some of us would, 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 would attend you, if see, let me be open to you. Why? If you listen to, to Joseph Lewis, and you are not careful, you will hang in hell. I tell you the truth. I am not saying what his teaching is wrong, but if you are not some some level, God literally told me one day, he said, you are going to hell in hell. See, I used to tell people, I don't understand how God speaks to some people. You know, I know God, you know, God loves some people more than he does to me. He tells me point blank, oh but this is hell. <laughs> yes, I, this is hell. Because he preaches grace in a level that, ah, <laughs> you feel that, oh, nothing is happening. I am covered by grace. God help you. That's why I'm saying there are so many teachings out there. If you are not careful, see, social media has not helped it. Internet has not really helped it. Because everybody, you just go, you go, I need to work on my, oh, I think it is about faith that I need to work on now. Okay, let's, let's start getting books, let's start getting books. Now read, 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 read. You have not dealt with greed. And you are reading faith to get. What's going to happen? They're just going to build up that greed. Sorry, too far time. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.